Hello and welcome to the Great Escape Pod, your podcast for all things uh, flying the nest and anything expat related for people in Britain and people out of it. Um, yeah, so I'm your host Ryan. Uh, our usual host isn't here this week, and I'm joined as ever by Owen. Is it? How are you, Owen? Everything good? Yeah, I'm banging, mate. How's uh, how are you? How's your dating life, Owen? <laughs> That's a hard, hard question for that, Owen. Uh, it's non-existent. It's non-existent. It's. I'd love to blame it on the pandemic, but the pandemic hasn't been going on for 26 years. Um, <laughs> I did. I did have a nightmare the other day. Actually, I was. Um, f- for those who don't know, like BC was ever actually in lockdown, so you have been able to go to bars and stuff. And I went to a bar with my pals for the first time in a while because I've been trying to self-isolate and not be more outdoorsy. But went to a bar for a few pints, and I thought I'd hit it off with the waitress. Um, it's always a tough one, that, because you know, if they're just working for tips, but I thought we had a spark. I thought we had a connection. At one point, she said she saw a bit of me in her, which, in reflection, would have been a great segue for me to come with someone quite smooth back, and I just said, you must hate yourself, <laughs> and she walked off. So that was pretty rough. <laughs> but the actual, <laughs> the actual killer, so we'd all ordered uh, food in there, and the mustard at this place was absolutely banging. Best mustard I've ever had, some beer mustard. And we were talking about it, she came over asking how the food was, I was like, oh yeah, this mustard's banging, blah, blah, blah having a bit of back and forth, being the delightful, amicable person that you all know me to be. Uh, end of the night, we're all paying our bills, and just before I pay mine, she goes, oh, I've uh, just got to go, hang on one sec, I've got something for you. Runs off, and just before I go any further, she was stunning, as all servers in Vancouver are. Um, a bit of a thirst trap sometimes. She was absolutely stunning. She says, I've got something for you. Runs off, starts writing something down, and we see her doing that, and it's to the point where all the boys at the table look at me being like, Ryan, I think you've pulled this off. Like, I think I think she's writing down her number. Um, at this point, I'm very excited and very giddy because this, this type of thing just does not happen to me. In front of the lads as well. In front of the lads. It was huge. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah, absolutely It's verified. Massive. You don't have to tell people it happened. It's got, they, the, they know. It's got the blue tick. 100%. Um, and then, yeah, she comes over and I'm there just you know, <laughs> giving it that one acting like Del Boy and she puts this piece of paper in front of me I turn it over and it's the recipe for the mustard <laughs> which <laughs> is one of the most tragic things that has yeah, ever happened in my life that's hilarious um, so to answer your question Owen I don't have a dating life mum dad I'm sorry um, but you're not going to get grandchildren anytime soon but silver lining Ryan's parents you might get a bloody nice mustard yeah 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 that is what you're getting for Christmas with the recipe <laughs> and on yeah, the... you're not getting grandkids just yet <laughs> you'll have to settle just for the mustard exactly who needs grandkids when you've got Hello and welcome to another episode of the Great Escape podcast, uh, your podcast all about your expat needs and what it's like to fly the nest and leave home. Uh, as ever, I'm your host, Ryan, because our usual host isn't here, uh, Mark, unfortunately, but I am joined by my co-host, Owen. How are you, Owen? Hello. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. Just quickly, Owen, where is Mark? Well, uh, it's actually, I've already said that because... Um, it turns out he didn't actually get cancelled on on Twitter. Um, Interesting. Instead, he uh, he went to join the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, by all accords. 
Um, Mental, the guerrilla recruitment that the French Foreign <laughs> Legion have been doing here in Vancouver. Yeah, no, it, it is strange. Um, and, yeah, but, you know, that's that's what he's doing. That's what he wants to do. And, you know, we'll, we'll welcome him back when he comes back. But it won't be for <laughs> seven years, apparently, from what I'm reading online now. Um, so, yeah, he's gone. But um, he, he'll hopefully be back. All jokes aside, um, Mac is... I think he, he's due to be back on the pod um, next month. So, yeah, you know, a few more weeks of Mike not being here. Short, then... short stint in uh, yeah. Normandy and then he's back. How are you enjoying the limelight, right? What's changed in your life since you became a famous podcast host? Just more groupies. Just more, yeah. yeah just just batting them away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. Go on, I kick um, us off. So we might not have Mark, but me and Owen are here. And as ever, we're joined by a guest. Uh, this guest now is actually one of the first friends I made here in Vancouver. Vancouver. Um, delighted to have him on. Uh, it's uh, Vish. Hello, Vish. Hello, everyone. Uh, doing good. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm just honoured by you know what you said, Ryan. You, I was your first friend that you made here. One first friend ever. First in friend life. ever in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what you said. Yeah, and that can end tonight as well. So. <laughs> and what he tries to do, what he's tried to do there, Vish, is, is in doing that, he's, he's trying to solidify you now as a friend. So what you yeah. need to do is back away slowly you want to say no ryan not your friend there we go you can do that if you want vish but i know you wouldn't mean it um <laughs> you know, thinking of the timeline i got here in august of 2018 and we actually worked together my first job which was fish, oh, and we started that i think the september so where was yeah. that what was the gig uh it was at a call center uh, oh, nice. just for a local credit union here but it was good fun and i think we bonded pretty early on about cricket Nice. Was it a call in Nans at 10 o'clock at night job? I, no, no, I've done that, by no, the way. I'm, in, not, it, I'm not judging. Yeah, I know what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, in, it was inbound calling, so just dealing customer service. Oh, it's actually a decent gig, to be fair. I'm, I remember at TSN back in Hull, I worked at TSN when I was at university, and we had to we just had to call people and get surveys, and I was on the late shift. I think it was like 8.30 to 11.30 or something, and just... The eleven thirty crowd were you were just calling insane because <laughs> anyone who's talking and doing a survey is either old and lonely, which is sad, um, or just insane. So what I've got from that is ten years ago your job was calling and harassing people, <laughs> and ten years later, what's your job? <laughs> yeah, calling and harassing people. Brilliant. Yeah, well done. Just this time, doctors. <laughs> so, for yeah. a collection agency or um, no, 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 thankfully not sales, but it is type of, you know, at the moment it does feel like working for a collections agency, <laughs> selling anything during a pandemic, yeah, they don't want to hear you, but anyway, enough about mine, because I will yeah. cry, so, yeah, we don't want to really. <laughs> yeah, um, so Vish, as we always do with our guests, we try and loosen you up and have our listeners get to know you a bit better as quick as we can, so I'll fire over to Owen now, before he cries, for some quick fire questions. Yeah, Vish, um, so yeah, this is the section of the podcast they usually don't turn out to be too quick fire but we'll, we'll try and keep it moving today so there will be follow-up questions you're, okay. what's the favorite the favorite place you've ever visited first that's a nice one what's the favorite place i've ever visited is that in vancouver or no, just no, anywhere life? in the world um i i think it's uh, whistler for Whistle. sure okay yeah, yeah. nice a local a local plot yeah um okay fantastic we'll keep moving and um, favorite band or group or singer? Uh, favourite singer, I would say, again, uh, this is an Indian guy. Uh, maybe I'll play his songs after this podcast. Uh, we can actually, if you tell us the name of it as well, I will filter one of his popular hits into the editing. I can do that now. Mark never did it. No worries. Um, go on, sorry. 
Yeah, it's uh, he's called Arijit Singh. Arijit Singh. Yes, Arijit Singh, and uh, he, he he has a very versatile voice. So he loves some romantic tracks and some really uh, you know, heartbeat music as well. So I just just love the way he sings. Yeah, that's Fantastic. my favorite singer. All right, lovely. Um, favorite film. Favorite film, um, Interstellar, definitely. Just watched Ooh. it last week. You only watched it last week? Again. Oh, last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I keep watching it every now and then. I just love that film and I feel every time I watch it, I learn something new about the film. So I love that film. I've actually been going through an, a Nolan massacre of late. I've been going through all the Nolan films. I'm, I'm on the Batman trilogy at the moment, oh, but wow. I did do Interstellar. I did, um, what's the other one? Interstellar and Inception. 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 Yeah, yeah. Interstellar's the, the, the better film for me. I think it's the best by far. Uh, have you watched Dunkirk? I love Dunkirk. I put Dunkirk above both of them, to be honest with you. I thought Dunkirk was incredible. Dunkirk banged, but for me, Dunkirk was just like a... And I did... I, the thing is, I, it's, it's cloudy because I did it on an edible. So I watched it while I was on... <laughs> on on not the fact a high dose of, of THC in my system yeah. so it was clouded by that but it was beautifully sounding film that's what I, I yeah. loosely remember from it all his movies I guess they're beautifully sounding Fantastic. just the way the sound track, uh, track raises it's amazing yeah he's quick, incredible quick question on Interstellar yeah please so I've only <laughs> what, what, what's going on <laughs> yeah, I know. so I've only seen it once yeah. and it was a cinematic experience loved it absolutely blew me away but I'm scared to go back and visit it like you know just sat at home does it lose a lot of its craft if it's not in a cinema that's my worry no 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 definitely not okay. you're not going to lose anything at all can I also suggest to me if you're if you wanted to recreate the cinema experience at home for cheap during COVID which is what me and my girlfriend have been trying to do for the last few months is get lean back lawn chairs just stuff pillows under yourself it's basically the cinema if you sit close enough to the TV. Yeah, before TV. I like was going to say, I just sit as close inches. to the TV. I always, people always say my TV's small. It's 40, it's 42 inches. That's, that is a reasonable, t- I think that might be the size of your TV. I know, but you bite when we say it. So. Yeah, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> For some reason, all of the lads, whenever they come around, the first comment is, oh, how do you even see that? It's like, it's, and it does make me feel shite, and, and that's why, obviously, it's been repeated and goading me with it. But yeah, so fantastic. Can, Vish, could you give me a quick explainer of what the fuck happens at the end of Interstellar? Because I've, I think, perpetually, like, said I understand it every t- and I think I've seen it three or four times and every time I've been like oh yeah wow the ending eh? it's, it's fantastic yes so but I don't ending. actually understand the ending so if you could give me a quick synopsis okay well, probably I'm going to tell you what I understand that yeah. it may not be even true so no, I, I find that when he enters that uh, black hole he he gets into a dimension um, where space and time meets and then he's trying to send a message across time using gravity and that's the reason why uh, every time he hits I guess or he bangs the 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 sand keeps falling and then he tries to make the the second sand of the clock tick using gravity so that's what I understand Um, that's what he does and that's how he passes a message uh, using time and gravity to his daughter Fantastic. Okay. All right. That's fun. Well, we know now that Vish responds well to pressure cooker questions. So that's because <laughs> that's maybe one of the hardest questions we've had someone to explain the end of Interstellar I during the quick fire round. <laughs> completely forgot about that bit as well. I learned a lot of that. It's a great bit. I cried during Interstellar. 
It was very yeah. emotional. Yeah. Especially think... when he meets his daughter. I guess, yeah, that moment was quite emotional because uh, when he leaves, he says, I'll be back by, you know, when both of us will be the same age. But uh, when he comes back, I guess she's just about 100. And, uh, yeah. That, I, think the, was... that, that I have heard that Nolan is a little bit um, emotionally void which is as a as a personality which is why in certain scenes throughout all his film film filmography um the there's there he he doesn't get the emotion right in films i've heard that critique and i do agree with that in when it comes to the film interstellar because when he meets his daughter he's just like hey oh yeah oh you're old shite uh oh uh, you know it's the the interaction with him and his daughter is a bit weird and like not as whoa like all the other film is like it resonates like a lot like it's like wow and then like he meets his daughter and you feel like he's got it's going to be this huge thing and it's just a bit of a weird awkward there's a weird awkward but i've got a thing on that again going off memory a while ago didn't he have that whole emotion when he's watching it on a screen he comes off that island with the water and stuff and he sees her age yeah so he's probably, he's going in expecting it, so that's probably why that scene probably has less emotion. I remember him welling up a lot on his own. Yeah, so that's probably where that's, that's where the emotion is. Right? Yeah, but you wouldn't get emotional seeing your 100-year-old daughter in a hospital bed. So maybe. I mean, is it Christopher <laughs> Nolan or is it a part of acting, you would say? There we go, Vish, yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> well, we have truly massacred. That's a real Nolan yeah, answer. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, no, done, Vish, <laughs> leaving us on a cliffhanger, maybe. Have you seen um, Tenet yet? No, I haven't, no. That, that will mess you up. Tenet's shite. No, it's not. Tenet is shite. It no. was shite. We walked out of the cinema together, we loved it. I know, but I, it was one of those where I loved it because I was I was into the sound. <laughs> That's the, he tricks you into liking his films. Because <laughs> I was into it from a, a sound perspective, but I didn't... There was no point in that film I knew what was going on. And I'm not like... A, I, I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest tool in the bunch, but I'm also not the... Are you high? No, no, a little bit at the beginning, but not towards the end. Right. Like, I definitely, like, waved out, but... The ending was mad. Like, I didn't understand the ending. No, I didn't understand any of it. I understand bits. And it's just a bit daft. I don't know, you're putting... No, yeah. no, I think it's a good film, but I think we need to watch it again. Yeah. I think that's going to grow as well on people. Just to finish the Nolan conversation... <laughs> um, Quick fire question. Interstellar, is he still in a dream? Inception. It, yeah, uh, Inception, sorry. Is he still in a dream? It leaves it on a bit of a... I think, uh, yeah, the coin never stops turning, so it, it uh, it's left up to the imagination of the viewers, I guess. I'm um, going to give a very autistic answer. He's definitely not in a dream because the laws of physics, it actually starts to move downwards, even though we never see it hit the thing. You know it's going that way because physically it couldn't wobble and then go back to where it is. So he's definitely out of a dream. Fantastic. All right. Well, we've wrapped. <laughs> just want to just want to really clear that one. The cinema buffs out there. Ryan's declared it. Um, yeah, fantastic. So, I'll, go, I'll go on record. So, Vish, just to wrap up the quick fire rounds. What is your favourite chocolate bar? <laughs> <laughs> really favourite chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't write quick fire questions down. They just come. Don't come judge me. I just had a Kit Kat before I came here. No, <laughs> chunky or Kit Kat. Just Kit Kat regular, I'd the red one. That. Yeah, that, yeah. Keeps a good figure. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't go... Kit Kat Chunky always felt a bit much to me. I'll tell you one thing I will say. If there's anyone out there who would open up a normal Kit Kat and just bite in, and they don't actually break <laughs> off the legs or whatever you want to call the individual bits, 
you were flake and you needed me to see someone. No, that's how they found Bundy originally. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, no, seriously. Seriously. It was in the interview room. They just passed, slowly passed a Kit Kat to him and said, Go on. <laughs> you really don't mean that. And he just went straight into it. And then they knew there must be 30 women dead somewhere because you've just bitten straight into a Kit Kat. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. I. Moving on then from the quickfire yep. round, I'd love to kind of transition th- 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 those questions into some deeper ones, Vish. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your history, but why you came to Canada initially and, and the driving forces behind what pushed you to the move. Well, let's just dial that back initially. Where are you from? Yeah. Yeah, let's go back to my childhood. Uh, yeah. Born and raised in India, a city called Pune, which is very close to Mumbai. Uh, it is one of the big cities in India, so always, um, you know, lived in a big city, crowded city, noisy city, and uh, moving to London was a similar experience. Uh, so uh, I spent all of my five years in London, in England, mm-hmm. while I was there. I definitely visited uh, different cities, but uh, not like, you know, maybe a few days or a holiday or a vacation. Did you go north? I did, yes. I've, I've been to Blackpool. We went deep now. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I don't think I want to talk anything more about that place. No, that's fine. <laughs> Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, visited a few other cities as well. Yeah. yeah. So mostly lived in London, as I said, you know, because um, it, it felt busy. And then when I decided to move to Canada, I had to put a lot of thought behind it because from what I've heard, Canada is not as crowded. It's it's, it's mostly quiet. Yeah. Maybe if you, know, if you live in downtown, probably that's where I live right now. But uh, yeah, so I wasn't very sure if I move into a country where it's really quiet and um, I, I don't know how that move is going to be. So just to dial that back a bit, yeah. moving from... A, a really densely populated city in mm-hmm. India to London. Obviously, London's super busy, but was there was there a culture shock there? Like, uh, you know, between India and London, obviously, there's a huge amount of cultural difference. Did you feel like very kind of outside of your home or were you in, you know, were you in a particularly kind of, like, was there an Indian community that you were living you know, in, in London, like, tell us a bit about that experience. Yeah, I did spend uh, some time in uh, the East London. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but East London is uh, pretty much the Indian area. And yeah. I spent uh, a good amount of two years living in that uh, neighborhood. Um, sorry, that what brick, was... Is that Brick Lane? Is that East? Yeah, yeah. Anything uh, away from Liverpool Street, anything further from Liverpool Street to Stratford is East London. So I lived in Stratford for a couple of years. I had uh, one of London's best curries on Brick Lane, and they told me it was the best. It had been voted that. Was it the, one of the best curries you've ever, ever had? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Cheers for that factoid. I was right. making a joke because every curry house on Brick Lane claims to be the best. Uh, have you really? ever walked down there? I've have never you, done Brick Lane. Have you looked at, Brick Lane's cool, to be fair. It's um, very cool. It's got, literally, everyone's got a banner saying, best like we won the yes. award for best uh, yeah very competitive so if you'd been you'd have laughed at that joke and uh, we'll edit that in yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll edit laughter into the yeah, podcast yeah. we need more can- we, need we some should do that laughter. like an episode of friends just have weird kind of laughter all the way through it would help um, but so yeah sorry Vish you, you were saying you know kind of moving to London from India um, what were some of the challenges you faced like you know did you did you speak fluent English at the time like um, I guess I spoke English pretty much 
how I speak right now. So this was my level of English. I think I had a, a good picture of how London will be uh, before I left India. That's because I, I worked in a call center in India for about three years. Yeah. And this was for a company called Ideal World. Which is a television shopping channel in in England. Oh, cool! And I worked in the customer services team for three years. So I've been, you know, talking to people a lot, eight hours of the day. And was it people calling up to buy stuff that they'd seen on TV? Yes. Oh, please tell me some stories because they are <laughs> yeah. they are strange people. And yeah. My mum and dad were part of that for a period as well. Oh, well, I, I don't think we'll have enough time if we <laughs> get into that. Uh, there were some really really strange callers and. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can even discuss some of them here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of the conversations were really good, and we used to, you know, get into talking of you know how the city is and how it feels to be there. And I oh, guess that's that's, cool. that's where I, I, you know, I had a soft corner for uh, England. That maybe you know I'll, I'll move there one day for my studies and spend some time there. So that's what was going on in my head. And then as soon as I I, I did my bachelor's, that's a graduation in India, I thought, okay, let's let's move to England for further studies. And then uh, I chose London because uh, I'd, I kind of wanted to be in one of the you know best cities competition wise. That's how they you know everybody pictures London to yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. So that was the reason why I moved to London. Yeah. But what university did you go to? Uh, so <laughs> why are you getting there? Uh, it's Coventry University, yeah. but uh, they opened a campus in London. Did you ever go to Coventry? Nope, never. <laughs> you did well. Is <laughs> Coventry a shit Oh, hell I, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I was never motivated to go to Coventry for some reason. Like, no, nobody no. said, you know, that you should go and visit Coventry, even no, though... Yeah, but com- they say that about Hull, and no, Hull's no, beautiful. Um, so, Coventry is just concrete. Um, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. We've had my dad on, who has served in war zones. Some of his worst stories and most miserable times in the forces was when he had to cover the ambulance strike. The forces had to cover the ambulance strike in Coventry in the eighties. So it was like the worst month of his life. <laughs> and he did Baghdad. He, he did Afghanistan, oh. Bosnia. <laughs> did all the troubles in Ireland. Yeah. Coventry was the worst. Yeah, that's that's not a joke. That's very very funny. Um, yeah, so f- fantastic. So kind of moving on from that then. So it was kind of your your job at the call centre that kind of inspired it, to some degree your move to London because you kind of had that yeah. connection with England and kind of talking to English people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very, very so cool. as a part of this job, uh, well, we're from India, so we don't know much about the culture in England. So we were trained uh, on the, the culture in England. So to have a conversation, what is it that you talk? So you talk about football or you talk about weather. That's what we were told in the training. So <laughs> let's say if a person is ordering something and your system stops working for whatever reason, you just say, oh, hey, so sorry, my system's not working, but I hope the weather out there is good. And then, you know, that used to get them into a conversation which would last for five minutes and you can have your system back and running. Oh, back so the, the, your coaches were saying just basically like, England English people are incredibly boring. So <laughs> to stimulate these boring people, just talk about it. that's that's incredible. It's depressing knowing how well that would work. Oh, yeah. so well. <laughs> Immediately, I'd be very engaged if someone was like, "The house the Oh wow! <laughs> Thanks for picking up on that. It is shit today. Um, so when, kind of through your experience in London, when did that? When did you get the push to Canada? And what was that about? Sorry. Yeah, so after spending five years in uh, London, in England, I realized that I still have to get a visa if I have to continue living here. Yeah. And it kind of getting, it's 
It started getting difficult in 2015 with all the Brexit and uh, everything that came in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I realized that I probably can't stay here longer. So, uh, I, I tried getting a, another extension on my work visa, but that did not work. So, I thought, okay, then maybe it's time you know, I look for another city to live in. And that's when I had Canada in mind because uh, Canada was offering PR directly. So, I didn't have to go through all the visa procedures, you know, get here, get a work permit, then after two years apply for another work permit and get a PR. So this was eliminated uh, because of the PR procedure. So I started my PR procedure while I was in England. I, I quickly did the, the education credentials. I don't know if you guys have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah you have to convert it across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain yeah. in the ass, but... Massive pain. It, it is, it is, it was. Uh, but uh, that was the major step, I guess. And then, uh, as you know, for PR, you have to give an ILTS. I'm sure even you guys have uh, given yeah, a test. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So... Failed it. If... I didn't fail it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have known a few lads that failed it. You didn't do it, did you? No. You, you skipped it, yeah. Common one. Grandfathered in, smuggled in, <laughs> yeah, smuggled myself in. Um, via love, um, I, yeah, that's you were saying. Kind of, I think what we were interested in touching upon as well is kind of a lot of people who have even moved just from the north of England to London have felt there's, you know, there's a certain the the corporate nature of London um, is is quite a, you know, it, it's a fairly cold world. For somebody who maybe grew like for myself, like I grew up in the north of England, which is very, you know, it's villages, it's family, it's, you're, you know, people are very chatty, they have a lot of time. My experience just visiting London was that of, you know, everyone's in a rush, moving around, you know, very rapid pace, but very kind of cold and, and kind of, you know, just need to get where you're going. I, I've, I've, I've never been to India, but I've heard India, it's, it's really family orientated, it's a very welcoming place to, to be and visit. Did did you feel like a, a disconnect when you came to London? Did you did you feel welcomed by London? Like how how was that? I I did. I think uh, oh. I, I felt very welcome. I mean, I can see what you're saying. It's a really busy place, and people may not have time for those conversations, and uh, you you may not be able to make friends easily. Yeah. But uh, I. I don't think I had any problem on those lines. Maybe studying there helped me because yeah. when you go to a university and you, you study, you make real good friends because you've got common concerns, problems, topics to discuss. So that's where I made most of my friends. Nice. And then getting into work, I, I guess I was pretty lucky. I, I The two jobs that I worked, I had really good uh, colleagues around me. So yeah. I don't think I had any problem ever, you know, just making friends or uh, I didn't feel that I was ever left out there so when you moved sorry go on, go on well I'm just gonna like it's gonna be a really quick question to be honest with you um right so I've got two questions first one let's say back to 2015 mm -hmm. if it had been easy for you to get the work for you to say say there was a complication that started to arise didn't arise you could have got it pretty quickly mm -hmm. do you think you would have stayed there and then and do you think you'd still be there it's very uh, hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, yes. If I would have got the visa, I, I had no plans to move out of England whatsoever. I mean, when I was applying for the visa, I was applying in good faith, saying that, okay, let's do this and mm -hmm. it's going to work. But then when I realized the, the amount of you know paperwork involved and the complications, and then that's when I realized, okay, it could not work. And then that's the reason why I started looking for other cities to go and live. Okay. Uh, fair. Uh, second question, uh, with your whole experience of both London and Canada, Vancouver, 
what do you think you've picked up by leaving India? Like, do you think you're, I know they're quite cliches, like you grew up a little bit more well-rounded. I know I certainly did. Do you think actually leaving home was changed you a little bit? Do you think you're a better person for it? I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the regular answer, you know, I've, I've learned, I've grown. But let me think if, um, what what makes it different? Um, maybe living in India was my comfort zone mm-hmm. and getting out of that comfort zone, living in uh, London on my own. I, I didn't have any friends or family in London and uh, not even in Vancouver when I moved. So it was just me. And you know, starting from scratch, starting your life from scratch was interesting. It could be a challenge for someone, but I, I loved it. Do you think it, you know, f- for someone um, to kind of coming from f- from India, did is there is there certain things that you miss and still miss about like Indian culture that you you kind of don't find you get enough of kind of in in Canada or, or London? Are there any kind of really special Indian things that you you miss? Marriages for sure. Yeah, the Indian marriages, <laughs> Indian, Indian weddings. weddings. Yes, I have heard they're incredible. Too. I am they're... desperate to go to. Yeah, one. yeah, same. <laughs> So yeah, Indian weddings is something I, I I don't think any place outside India can have a beautiful Indian wedding like they do. It's it, it stays for three days, five days in some cases as well, and that's something that I definitely miss here and I missed in in, in England, and especially because uh, when I was in England and and here, most of my cousins were my age and they got married and I missed those weddings as well. So. I was the, uh, the Bollywood version of Wedding Crashes is like three days long in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was I was watching um, a, a program on Netflix lately about Indian billionaires, um, but it, it was like it like it was called Bad Boy Billionaires, and it was about there's like a you know two or three Indian billionaires that kind of there was corruption scandals and stuff with them, mm-hmm. but there was one of the guys I can't remember his name. Um, he he had like a sixty million dollar wedding, um, and it's just like on that note of like kind of lavish Indian weddings, they said like even for India, this was too much. <laughs> like like they, they said it like they kind of the public eyes like turned against him, um, and it, it was like a, a really strange thing because like usually lavish weddings are kind of adored in India, but this was even too lavish for like <laughs> the Indian culture, which is funny. I remember you telling me you had a low key wedding, uh, and I it did. was three days long. No, wasn't it? it? it we had a few functions though. It wasn't three. I mean, because there were three different functions, it went on to three days. Yeah. But it was a very low key wedding. I mean, uh, you usually had three different functions. And it's low key. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's just a different world. Oh, it's I'm desperate. Yeah, yeah. Just want to ride an elephant and gate crash a wedding. Well, I because I because I find like well, the weddings I've been to are beautiful for the people that invited me. Thank you very much. But like, <laughs> they're a bit boring because there's not like there's not like entertainment. Yeah, like the, yeah, you know the entertainment is just kind of I don't know, like you know the the bit in the church and stuff, which is nice and it's cute and it's polite. But like, you know, I want to see fireworks. I want to see <laughs> stuff moving. I want to see colours. You know, I like how the Indian weddings seem a lot. There better. has to be colours and there has to be dancing. Yeah, and there has yeah. to be drinking. Fantastic. So yeah. Indian weddings are all about that. I mean, if you invite someone to your wedding, uh, they come. To, 
they come there for food and for drinks and for dance. They don't care how the wedding looks like or how the bride and groom looks like. It, it, the food has to be good. There has to be a good amount of drinks and there has to be a lot of dancing. That's Indian wedding. So it seems like a slightly less narcissistic yeah. wedding because I think the weddings, it, you know, in, in the West, weddings are, are kind of solely based around, you know, looking into that couple's life and adoring that couple's love. Whereas, you know, from the outside, Indian weddings look like it's kind of a service put on for the family and friends. It's, it's not so much about the couple, it's about everyone having a good, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, you're absolutely right. I guess uh, the focus somehow shifts away from the couples. Uh, that's what I personally feel. I mean, some of my friends may not agree, but uh, I, I feel that the focus moves away from the bride and groom and it's more about, you know, how much one is spent on the wedding and how the venue looks like and, you know, what kind of band or what kind of, you know, uh, features you have in that wedding so yes you, you're right there where does that come from like I school me a little bit on it where where does that kind of culture of lavish weddings and stuff where does that originate from in India do you, do you know any idea of the roots of it um, no but I'm sure probably one guy started it and everybody's just randomly <laughs> just a one-up one guy hundreds of years <laughs> one ago one guy hundreds of years ago started it I mean personally uh, in my wedding we decided we're not going to spend any of that crazy money yeah, yeah. but at the same time we had to find a balance between you know uh Keeping the family happy, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, so uh, in our wedding, there were probably two to 300 people invited. Wow. But low that's key. Low a low-key wedding. <laughs> uh, my cousins who got married, there were about 500 to even 1,000 <laughs> It's crazy. People it's so results. depressing that I don't think I could... I don't think I I could I've known that. more than th 300 people throughout my life. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe 200 friends on Facebook that's it oh, that's, yeah, yeah I couldn't do it it'd be so sad like, it'd be a nightmare trying to navigate the route that's why it has to last so long like you know you have like a birthday party like 30 people there and you spend the whole time chatting to each one yeah imagine that when there's a thousand people just imagine, <laughs> I'll catch like, you with you tomorrow my own like <laughs> physical education teacher just being like I, I have no idea why you invited me to this <laughs> 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 like, this, this seems very inappropriate <laughs> like, imagine being the one person not invited oh. <laughs> in your thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. thousand strong group yeah. chat it, one guy it, it would be pointed it <laughs> yeah. would be pointed um, so just quickly before we move on to a break in the next section, Vish, uh, for anyone listening, obviously you've, you've jumped ship twice. Um, yep. What would be the one bit of advice you'd say to someone who's either just moved or is looking to maybe leave? Like any advice you'd give to them? Uh, get a good winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and, true though. And, and so some, true. And some waterproof boots as well. Yeah. It always course. rains here in Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver's brutal for the like weather adjustment. Yeah, especially from India. Yeah. I wasn't too bad. Wasn't great, wasn't too bad. Right, we'll take a quick break now and then we'll come back and talk to you more, Vish. Hello guys, it's Owen from The Great Escape Pod. I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to ask you guys to follow us on our social media. That's Instagram, that's Facebook. And please, please give us a like and a review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Um, if you can give us a review and five stars, uh, that you know puts us out there, it gets our name about, really helpful for keeping the podcast going. We really appreciate all the listener support, all the mail-ins, all the feedback we get from you guys. Uh, so please join in the conversation on our social media 
or give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. I really, really appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Thank you for boiled my kettle as well. Back to the Great Escape Pod with myself, Ryan and Owen. Hey, guys. And we've also got our special guest, Vish, here. Hello Um, again. Yeah, so we're now going to do our home and away section. And usually with that, we try and pick a specific topic about what well, an interest that our friend has got and like what it's like home and away okay. this, is, this is a little bit different because you've actually experienced England and Vancouver as an immigrant both times so first things first what is it like being an immigrant like how do you meet other Indians like we, I met people through Brits in Vancouver is there an Indians in Vancouver is there an Indians in London Facebook group how's it work oh, yeah yeah absolutely in fact there are about six uh, Indians in Vancouver groups <laughs> on Facebook and Brilliant. I think I'm a part of each one of them <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like to you know just be a part and read the conversation there I mean I'm not very active or I don't post questions or, and I hardly ever reply to any answers because every time I see there's a question up there there are at least 40 replies to that one so I leave it there but just reading those responses kind of you know makes me feel okay I, I am a part of the community here can and I especially a, sorry can I ask you a quick question yep on the Indian in Vancouver Facebook groups because I don't think I'm going to get accepted if I uh, try and get in them no one thing no. that me one thing that me and Owen see in like the Brits in Vancouver I was ones, just going to ask about the, the fry up kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right you take it yeah take it. <laughs> okay. we, we have a big major gripe that in, in the Brits in Vancouver group there is a there's an abundance of lads that just want to recreate the exact same situation they had back home but in Vancouver so like there's the classic kind of like is there anywhere we can get a decent fry up um you know in vancouver where can i buy branston pickle where can i buy branston pickle <laughs> so are there are there those type of dilemmas going on in in indians and new in vancouver or are they you know are there people trying to desperately find like small pieces of home and, and recreate that in oh, vancouver? yeah yeah absolutely i mean i've even seen posts uh, on uh, people asking on how to grow a specific plant here in vancouver come on i mean it's, it's a different weather altogether. <laughs> you can't expect a tropical plant to grow, grow here in vancouver you just can't but uh, yeah, yeah, and then you have about fifty or sixty comments to that question saying, "Oh, I've tried this, I've tried that." <laughs> the answer is simply no. <laughs> it is a funny reflection of like human nature, though, that we like desperately trying to recreate the subtleties of like what what we find like gives us that feeling of home, but like abroad. Yeah, I, think, right? I think it's a comfort zone, you know. If you do things the way you do back there, then you feel a little more comfortable for some people. And at the same time, you leave home because you want to experience uh, the different world that is out there. So uh, it's just uh, finding that uh, right match, I would say. I mean, I, I, I still do things that I used to do in India. But what are those things? Like, what, Take us through some things that you do that kind of connect you to home when you're maybe feeling a bit like you miss, miss India. Uh, something very simple, like uh, this tea we are having right now. I'm sitting with you, and this is the English tea that I'm having right now. Uh, Yorkshire tea, the thank you to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when I'm home, this is not how I have my tea. I'll have the usual Indian uh, style of tea, which is uh, made full of milk. And there's very little water in there, and it's a lot sweeter than what this is. And it tastes completely different. I can use the Yorkshire tea in there, but it will taste completely different. Can you tell me, the, can you give me the Indian. ratios? Because I'd like to learn the ratio of your tea so I can make a, a, a typically Indian style tea at Just home. come over to my place. Oh, 100%. There we go. Are we talking 60% milk? I just want to go back to history. Did the Indians steal tea from the British? 
Do you think? Uh, do you really <laughs> think so? No. <laughs> do, you, do you really think so? Let's let's not get into the topic of stealing from other countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you, so where where do you think the term that. Commonwealth came from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that you know is stolen is Commonwealth. I remember making my first cup of tea like uh, with Vish and like a couple of the other Indian lads in that first job and. They just stayed on their face, and I was like, "So, bro, what are you on about?" Like, I was so British and arrogant about a cup of tea, and uh, I'm more. It doesn't sound like you at all, right? I, I'm such, usually such a humble guy, but um, yeah. Are you? No, no. I would. I I'm I'm now thinking I should put more milk because I love a milky tea, but I've never thought just go all in with the milk. Do you, I, I, am I am I heat? Sorry, Vish. I, I don't know. I'm pulling you apart on this question, but no, 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 am I am I heating up the milk separately, or am I just putting loads more milk in my tea? Uh, there are a few different ways. I mean, three specific ways that I make my tea is like it depends on my mood. So one of them is you start with the milk. You you just put milk in a pan in a saucepan and uh, wait for it to boil. And when it starts boiling, you add the the, the tea leaves and the sugar in yeah. there. There's another way, a second way, where you put a mixture fifty fifty tea and water. Sorry milk and water yeah, yeah. and then you wait for it to boil and then you add your leaves and sugar and then you have that tea there's a third way where you just boil the water and then you add the leaves uh, once it starts boiling uh, you then you add the milk and the percentage of milk varies upon your te- taste um, so the this third way where you add the milk later makes the tea stronger i feel and that's how i like my tea and that's how i make it and i of course uh, being Indian, I would add some masalas to it, maybe some ilachi, cardamom. Are you are you uh, also like in in this tea press? Are you using loose leaf? This isn't like a tea bag, is it? No, no, no. It's definitely not a tea bag. It's, it's... loose leaf, and I buy it specially from uh, the Indian food stores here. Can you give me some ideas of yeah, what 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 am I buying in loose leaf? Because I'm doing this tomorrow, hundred percent. I love trying new teas is my thing. So give me what am I buying? Well, I. The one that I like here is uh, Tata Tea Gold. Yeah. Uh, that's what I always have at home. Uh, and uh, uh, if I have to choose a bag, I I mean, I have some Tetley bags, tea bags as well uh, at home. But uh, I think we used to get uh, the Tetley tea in India as well. But my favorite is Tata Tea Gold. You should definitely try it. And uh, you should try all the three ways that I mentioned as well. Try it with 100% milk. Boil the milk first, add tea leaves. I'm doing that tonight when I get back with it. <laughs> try that. Yeah. Uh, that will give you a really uh, milky and uh, frothier tea. Uh, uh, color-wise, it will give you a slightly whiter color. Yeah, it won't yeah. be as dark as your regular tea. But my personal favorite is where you boil the water first, you add the milk later, and then again you boil the entire mixture. That's that's my favorite sounds combination. Fa- sounds fantastic. So, what are some other things that you do to connect you to home? I want to I, 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 I want to hear some more. I just switched off a little bit. I'm just thinking, what would happen if you put milk in a kettle? Just feel like I'm on brain. Ruin your kettle? Would it? No, I'm just, I'm, I, don't I feel like Richard Hammond should be here <laughs> no, telling yeah, me this. Yeah. But I think it's going to ruin your kettle. And I kind of want to try it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> okay, let's move on. Never play God. <laughs> yeah. um, um, well, one thing I was going to ask, sorry, I'm just going to jump no, no, in please. a bit. There were, because we are trying to compare both Vancouver and uh, England. So you've got Indian and in Vancouver, and that's a good way for you to meet people. Yeah, absolutely. Was that something you also used in Britain? I know you had your um, studies, students that you made friends with, but was there a way to meet Indian specifically in London? Is that something you tried to do? Um, funny story, you, you asked this. Um, I mean, uh, it can't get any more personal than this. 
there used to be uh, an app in um, there, there there still is this app see with indians we are not uh, i mean things are different right now but uh, probably 5 or 10 years ago we were not as open and uh, dating was not socially accepted back in india so any any dating app they won't call themselves as dating apps but they would call themselves as a, a marriage app where you find the right partner or you you choose your life partner from that app so uh, fortunately or maybe unfortunately i was on one of these uh, apps fortunately because yes i found my wife on this yeah. app unfortunately because there's a lot of weird people on those apps yeah. i think, I think that's desperate that, people yeah i think that's a, just a dating app <laughs> yeah. as yeah, yeah, yeah across the board yeah and i wasn't active at all and same uh, goes to pooja in fact uh, she didn't even create her own account it was somebody else who created her account just for fun and th- see how things goes and uh, same was the case with me but eventually uh, i did end up logging into my account one day and uh, seeing an interest from pooja and then i messaged her on facebook so it did work out for us as much as i you know hate to say uh, that uh, you know we are a couple where our relationship started on a dating app but it uh, I, i don't know it was just we were lucky i i saw her message on the dating app and then we started our conversation on facebook and then we met and things just you know fell in place and that was in london right that was in london so yeah. you're using an indian dating app in london i was using an indian dating app in london Do people use that here? Is that still going oh, on? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You'd you'd see ads, television ads in Canada as well. It's like it's there's like there's all, all different like Jew, yeah. J-Date, it's a big one. Like my Jewish friends all use J-Date like to find Jewish girls. Oh really? Yeah, 100%. It's like it's there's 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 tons of dating apps that are very specific to I know, I yeah. just What type of person you're trying to find but it's is there a sarcastic <laughs> person's app <laughs> I don't think there's a dating app specific to you right unfortunately <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. fuck you're gonna have to sorry mum yeah, stick to the craigslist post <laughs> um, I I will say was your wife from somewhere close in India like was she from I, I, I was gonna get there yeah this is uh, this is the interesting part of the story so we started our conversation on Facebook without even realizing you know whereabouts we live in India because both of us in uh, were in London yeah and then um, our conversation went from okay so you're from India yes I'm from India so whereabouts in India and then she says uh, I'm from the state of Maharashtra which is uh, where I'm from as well and then I'm like okay so we're in the same state and then what city were you born and raised in and then she goes pune and i'm like okay i'm from pune as well <laughs> wow what are you talking about and then she's like okay if you're from pune where are you from and then i obviously um, tell her the p- local place where i live and then guess what pooja just lives literally 4 kilometers from my house that's incredible we've never that's met in that's india such a small world situation yeah. yes we've lived there both of us for about 22 23 years never met it's the same neighborhood it's like for pune 3 or 4 kilometers is not far at all no, no, no. i would say it's, it's it's local it's the same neighborhood did you um, have a lot of mutual friends yeah i was going to say did you have friends that knew of each other and stuff none we didn't have any mutual friends i guess Crazy. that could be due to the age gap as well obviously yeah you uh, are a sugar daddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay yeah <laughs> So yeah we don't we have any common friends no common relatives as well mm. uh n- no contact whatsoever and 
to date, you know, like I said before, dating is not socially acceptable in India. Yeah. My friends and family back in India think that we had a gig going on in India and this is just a story that we came up with, the whole entire dating app thing, but it isn't. <laughs> we, we never knew each other and we met through that app and that's, that's the truth. Fantastic. So when you, you obviously met in London, mm-hmm. how long was it before, obviously, you, did you start to get fairly serious fairly quickly? And then when did, how did that transition to you both going back to India, I'm assuming together then after that? So, yeah, I think uh, when I met Pooja for the first time, I, I kind of felt that uh, this one is going to stay longer. Yeah, you knew. Uh, y- yeah I, I had that feeling. I had those vibes that this is something, you know, it's going to last for a long time. Yeah, I've uh, had them vibes before. Never come true. But that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> there is many differences yeah, between just... Ryan and everyone else. Yeah. If I match a girl that has a Seinfeld quote in her bio, I think she's the one. Like, yeah. I, do, I do shoot a bit too How soon. many she's are there? What's that? How many she's are there? Like you, how, how many times have you had the ones? This, yeah, like how many the ones, ones have there been? I think we're in double digits now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, past, we're past one, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Vish, uh, sorry, you were saying to get back on track, You, uh, how long was it before you, you moved back together to, to, to India? Um, so, we, we kind of met in the month of August, back in 2014, and then Pooja only had one month because she was on a visa, and she moved back to India in September, and then I moved back after almost a year and a half so for that period we had a long distance relationship as well uh, she did uh, come and visit me in uh, in london once so we, she was there for two weeks but that was only the actual close relationship that we had but otherwise it was a long distance relationship and then when i went back to in india in 2016 uh, well obviously we we had this feeling for each other and we just wanted to start from where we left and forget the long distance relationship part of course yeah. We, yeah we kind of did well on that part so we're proud of that yeah no yeah. i tell you what look it, it, it's incredibly difficult but i think it's it's a really good test for any couple to have a bit of time apart i think it's it can either make or break a, a couple right like essentially like Absolutely. And then I guess, uh, again, going back to uh, both of us loved uh, life in London. Uh, there was a reason why we decided to you know, leave India and move uh, to a different city because we wanted uh, different experiences of mm-hmm. life. We lived for 22 years in India and we thought, okay, let's see you know, what, what the world has to offer. Uh, we chose London because it, uh, in our heads it was like, oh wow, London is one of the best cities to live in the world. Uh, maybe that's how they kind of, you know, portray. Bollywood has a, a huge effect on, you know, how the way Indians think. Anything that they show in Bollywood is like a line on stone. So you have to do it. Yeah. So yeah. London by far has been portrayed. London and New York have been portrayed as the best cities to live in the world. So it's like fashionable cities. Fashionable cities, very trendy, modern. And uh, you get to be yourself when you're in those cities. And uh, you don't have to worry a lot about, you know, what everyone's going to think back home, sure. like you don't and, have a lot of peer pressure. And your wife being a designer, I imagine London was incredibly, you know, perfect for her, it right? Was, it was heaven time. for her, like, uh, the exp- the amount of experience she gained in India was awesome, but London was a different world of opportunities for her, and especially studying in uh, University of Arts London, I think uh, yeah. that helped her yeah. a lot, that's, that's a, a big one. 
I'm from Coventry University, so <laughs> why I can't you compare those. Concrete. So yeah. you're back in India. You've you're seeing family. You're you're obviously getting acquainted. Uh, you know, kind of with fam, reacquainted with family again. Who suggests Canada? And and it, was it yourself? And it and me. did it take some persuasion to to get the misses to come? You know, oh, yeah. to, to travel again. It, it definitely uh, took a lot of persuasion. I mean. She wasn't happy initially because she said, um, I've already lived in India and learned the design style here. And then I moved to England and then got acquainted with the design style. And if I'm moving to another country, there could be a possibility where the design style may change a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, the experiences are different. The basics stay the same, but if you go deep, then um, things may be different. So she wasn't very happy moving to Canada or just, you know, keep moving places. She wanted to be somewhere in Europe or in India. But uh, I told her, like, we've lived in India forever and uh, both of us kind of, you know, we, we want to go out and, you know, live different experiences. So let's find a place where visa is not an issue because we have had that issue back in England where getting mm -hmm. a visa was a, a big thing. So yeah, that's why when we started looking out for a new city to live, uh, we realized that Canada is offering a, a PR directly. If you have uh, a master's degree, say, and if you have a certain amount of experience and yeah. a certain amount of bank balance, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's easy to uh, move to Canada. And especially with the PR, PR is almost like a citizenship. So mm -hmm. you, you have very little things to worry. You can go and come back anytime you want. So that yeah. was our... That was something that um, I think Pooja considered as well because she knew uh, if she wanted to move to Europe or back to England, it was going to be difficult when it comes to you know applying for the visa every couple of years. So she was convinced to move to Canada and then there was a tough competition between Toronto and uh, Vancouver. But again, uh, weather wins. Vancouver has milder weather. Yeah. I think you made the right so, move. Yeah. Yeah. Minus 30 winters. I've lived in Toronto for five or six years. Yeah, yeah. Minus... 30 winters no one no one and it, i imagine especially if i'd have spent my upbringing in india it would have been especially daunting <laughs> yeah. to have minus 30 you know absolutely i mean even though uh, the indian community in toronto is huge massive it's, it's, absolutely it's massive, massive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for some reason we weren't attracted to that because uh, the weather just didn't look good on the weather app so yeah. it was mind <laughs> yeah. and obviously you know you get to see the sea the mountains the lakes of course Vancouver yeah. is like you, you have every bit of nature here so why not Vancouver were you somebody that was pretty outdoorsy back in India or is that something that have you been kind of have you developed have you become a bit more outdoorsy as you've moved to kind of Vancouver I, I've always been outdoorsy I I you know, like to spend my time doing some adventure activities. Uh, unfortunately, when I moved to Vancouver, in fact, in the first week, I tore my ligament, I tore my ACL. So for the last two years, I haven't been much into activities. Nightmare, yeah. Yeah, but I'm getting back to it slowly. Um, I'm doing a lot of physio, exercising, stretching. So getting there slowly. And, <laughs> it takes time. Uh, this summer was amazing. I mean, the amount of, uh, you know, hiking and outdoor activities that I've done, I have would have never even imagined doing all of this in you know two months or three months of summer that we get here cool. and my final question before i let ryan take the reins again do you do you feel home now do you, do you feel like canada is your home or do you, do you know have there been discussions of moving back to india at some point do you do you know do you feel settled at this point um i don't think we have ever discussed going back to india yeah but uh, somewhere in our minds, both Pooja and I feel that, you know, there's uh, a lot of m more world to explore. I mean, uh, 
Canada is, you know, it's, it's one of the most welcoming countries that I've lived in so far. But at the same time, uh, it feels like you're living far away from the world. I mean, look at the time difference between India and Canada. It's 11 yeah. and a half hours. That is massive as well. And even, you know, if I have to talk to my friends in England, it's, it's a huge time difference, eight hours. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel I'm a little bit disconnected when it comes to, you know, well, now there's COVID and everybody has free time to chat. But before that, it um, I didn't feel feel as much connected as uh, because of the time difference. Uh, I think I definitely that that is the one thing I think that long term does worry me a bit. Like you know that eight hours, it's it's fine now. My parents are, you know, pretty tech savvy. I mean, not my dad at all. He doesn't even know my mobile phone. But like my my mum's fairly tech savvy, so you know you can fill the gap a bit. But I feel as your parents grow older and stuff, it's it, it becomes more of a that di- that that time gap yeah, becomes yeah. more of a thing. They know how to change the display picture on WhatsApp now. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's a big achievement. That, that is that. massive yeah, to be honest. My, I'm trying to force my dad to buy a mobile phone at the moment to text me. Mm. It's annoying me that he's he's just like because I just have to You're send. You're such a needy texter. You're actually oh, asking him to buy a phone. It, for it would kill. It would kill him. But <laughs> I. It's annoying because I have to text my mum. And, and like, I, I'm getting, and she changes his messaging. Because I'll, like, I'll, I'll ask, like, I don't know, I'll be like, oh, did Dad watch the Chelsea game? And then she'll she'll just give me an answer, and it's like, that's not Dad talking. That's, <laughs> yeah. You've twisted Dad's words there. <laughs> it's come through a filter. It's like the mum filler all of a yeah. sudden. So, yeah, Dad, get a phone yeah. if you're listening. He's not, because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't use a phone. So, yeah, how's he going to listen to a podcast? <laughs> um, quick question for you, Vish, and we've kind of touched on it, like, the, Big Indian community here, big Indian community in London, mentioned Toronto as well. Is it a huge part of just Indian culture to leave and see the world? Like, why is there such a big Indian community in all these different places? Um, I don't think it's a huge uh, part of the culture to leave uh, India. In fact, uh, the culture asks us to be with our parents and be in the family. Mm. But I think uh, a lot of people... uh, feel the need to go out uh, just because they feel that uh, the western cities are more uh, how do I say they're more attractive Mm -hmm. because uh, they see you know people wearing nice clothes maybe you know looking good in their photos so being really honest that is the motivation for about 90% of the people uh, leaving India they they just they're looking for a better life essentially looking for a better life Mm -hmm. do you think social media has had a major effect on on that like have you noticed I don't know like anecdotally have you noticed more of your friends uh, and and family and and, and kind of wider circle have you noticed more and more people are are kind of going elsewhere now because of the influence social media maybe has and and seeing kind of what's outside your box because I I certainly know that noticed that you know in rural Yorkshire like a lot of my pals who kind of you know grew up with Instagram and things like that you're seeing like exactly, exactly. what's the other side of the I fence know. if you know what I mean yeah yeah I know what you're saying uh, so I, I I post a lot of pictures on uh, Instagram and uh, my friends always ask me or even uh, some of my cousins they they ask me oh your photos look so good what can we do to come there yeah mm. so I'm like you know, you can come here for a holiday on a vacation and enjoy the life, but uh, the real question is, do you do you want to move here just because I look good in my photos or, mm. you know, you have a plan for yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had anyone um, also leave, like any of your friends, like they've seen what you've done and they've had a go at it themselves? Like I've had, I've had a lot of questions. I think some of my friends are looking to move out here. 
and I think I was a bit of a trailblazer, basically. Um, but yeah, do you think um, any of your friends are going to take the plunge as well, or are they all very settled back home? I think uh, most of them are settled back home. I have had a few uh, friends uh, asking me, you know, how to move here. I guess uh, English, the IELTS test is one of the big barriers, I would say. Like, you have mm. to really score 7.5 or 8 to yeah. get uh, to Canada, on a PR especially. Uh, if not, you can always enroll yourself in a, in a degree course or maybe course. get a diploma. And then that's one of the ways, you know, people choose to come here. But again, you know, coming here, you should be clear in your mind what, why you're going there. Not just, you know, for the sake of it, because, oh, it looks good in pictures and I want to come here. No, put some thought behind it. Think what you really want to do and then make that decision. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think COVID as well has, you know, the world seemed a lot smaller pre-covid i feel like now that with the travel restrictions and stuff everywhere mm-hmm. just on a wider like you know part of of conversation they feel like it's it certainly feels like the world's got a bit bigger again almost when because people can't travel so easily back and forth i think it certainly it, feels for me anyway like not being able to go to england and just go you know straight away go home like having to go to england and then plant yourself in a hotel for two weeks or whatever it just feels like a bit more difficult and therefore yeah, you just feel a bit more, I don't know, yeah, grounded where you are, I suppose. It's kind of like a grass is greener, but kind of flipped a little bit, but it is a case of, you know, you haven't got that anymore, so you start thinking about it, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, even, even going home isn't that easy for me, like, you know, it's a 10-hour flight, probably into London, and I've then got to get up to Middlesbrough, which is probably more of a fact than the actual flight itself, due to transport links in the north, and... It feels like that should be a click of a finger thing now that I can't do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, for you, Vish, do you go home a lot? No, I haven't been to India since I've uh, come here in Vancouver. It's been two and a half years. My parents were supposed to come and visit us this year, but obviously COVID happened. So you had a trip, trip to Europe canceled. as well, didn't you? I, I was, yeah, I was going to visit uh, London again mm-hmm. for about uh, four weeks. Everything was booked but uh, I have a voucher sitting now from British Airways and I don't yeah. know when I'm, I'm going to use that next. Yeah, my mate's got vouchers. They were meant to come down. I've got, a couple of, I've got some vouchers as well, yeah. <laughs> I actually I remember Vish asking me about a trip around England, like, give me some hot spots. Hull, yeah. Manchester. Well, uh, when my parents came to Leeds. visit way no. back when, they actually met Vish. My parents were like, if he needs his place to stay, they can come up here. And I was oh, like, fantastic. He's, he's not going to go to Middlesbrough. Fantastic offer, but I'm all right. Why do you say that, though? What, Middlesbrough? Yeah. Right. Shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. you, know, you know what? Without getting too into Middlesbrough, it is my home. and I, I do love it. I have a weird... I have a weird outlook on it because I've actually lived there quite a short amount of time mm-hmm. because of moving around a lot, which was we mentioned with my parents. But as a town, it's just depleted. Um, it's annoying because when people come up to visit me when I'm in Middlesbrough, they have a great weekend. Like, I can put on a good weekend. It's a half-decent night out. You'll have fun. There's actually really nice local scenery. But to live there, it's just a no-go. There's no opportunity and stuff like that. And you end up... Like a lot of northern towns, I think Hull's probably similar. You live for the weekend, you become in a cycle of just working a nine to five and then getting drunk on a Friday and Saturday. Football's your life. And I look back on that and I do miss elements of it. Um, but at the same time, like even now, just waking up in the morning, watching football at 7 a.m. and then having the rest of my day is a world away from football being my day. And in Middlesbrough, football's your day. 
because there's nothing else. Again, like a lot of the northern. And towns. I think, but I think there's a certain like, I think you just anywhere. Like I think we. It probably sounds uh, like aggressive sometimes because we always like dig up our like hometowns or whatever. But I think that's just natural. Well, like, wherever you're from, yeah. Like someone where, slides off bull, I'll hit him. No, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's like wherever you're from, like you grew up with it, you become like bitter anyway. Like if I'd have stayed in all, I'd have, I'd have hated it. Yeah. But like, there's. I think that you always have a love of like where you came from. I think like I'll always like there's definitely things about Hull that make it really special and somewhere where like I'm glad I grew up there. If you know what I mean. But then like, yeah, it will always be home. Which yeah. I know we, we talk about being settled a lot, and like I'm unbelievably settled here in uh, British Columbia. I could genuinely see if things work out well, spending the rest of my life here. But I know that I will go back to Middlesbrough many times, and I come at the top of Ormsby Bank. And I see the view, which is what I've seen for yeah, how long, yeah. and it's like bang, and it's exactly just, and you can you'll never lose that. You must have that with Pune as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as much as I want to, you know, live out and explore the different parts of the world, uh, Pune is always going to be one city that I would want to go back and you know spend some time, like a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks every year at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we, we all love our hometowns. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Just to quickly dial back. One word answer this, I'm going to push you on it. Which was the better country for you as an Indian immigrant, England or Canada? England. I don't know if I'm proud or not. Yeah. Like, because I kind of want Canada to win because we live here and I like, I want this to be happy here. Well, but I always you, like England to win. You asked me a one word answer and that was a one word answer. Yeah, yeah. There's a very sensible and reasonable uh, explanation behind it. It... Uh, geographically it's closer to india so it, it feels quite easy the time difference is only four hours yeah plus uh, it's a eight hours flight to my city whereas now the time difference as we've said uh, discussed it it's 11 and a half hours and it's a 24 hours flight how do you get on you go via england or yeah via europe via europe somewhere so it's eight plus eight hours and then the time between transit and that's, stuff so it makes it 24 hours at least that's 24 hours on a like of, of, of constant travel is just insane yeah i did i did 24 hours from montreal to middlesbrough like door to door that was because i got a mega bus i had no money coming back from backpacking and by the end of it i thought i felt like i'd done frodo baggins journey or something like that like i was just done <laughs> absolutely done one more um Question, Vish, one word answer. Um, summarise the film event. <laughs> um, I, thanks ever so much for coming on, Vish. We've learned a ton about you. We really appreciate your time and coming on the podcast and giving us all the information we required. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you we literally really answered planned. everything. Um, we've, yeah, it's yeah. been fantastic exploring a bit about, about your kind of past, what you, where you've come from and stuff. And yeah, really appreciate the perspective you brought to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you for having me over. And it was really fun talking to you guys. And uh, I hope uh, we've, we've given out some good uh, you know, content out there. Uh, and just some tea advice as well, which <laughs> yeah. is great for the podcast listeners <laughs> as well. Just, just shake, mix it up a bit, guys. All right. It's, it doesn't always have to be bag in a bit we, of water. Do you know what I mean? Like, we no, will, we will, have, will have updates from Owen's tea and how they come along. We might even put it on the gram. I'm actually going to post a picture of, on the podcast <laughs> of my of my tea um, tonight. Really? So I will also just say one thing to the podcast listeners. As usual, please subscribe to our podcast on the various platforms. I think we're on Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Cast. Um, anchor if you listen directly on anchor um, 
please, 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 if you are listening on iTunes, please rate us, um, give us five stars, and give us a nice review. If you don't like the podcast, just keep it to yourself. Uh, we don't need any more of, of the hate mail. Um, yeah, especially not. Dad, stop it. Why is it always directed at me? Um, but yeah, thank you for continuing to listen and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on what are we on it? Anything else? I think we're on Twitter. Yeah, but I don't know. I think Mark would run. Yeah, that, Mark, um, if he well, starts seeing tweets in yeah, French. Max kicks off Twitter now, so yeah. he can't do that anymore. But. Um, yeah, and just thank you for the continued listenership. We get a lot of mail and stuff, so appreciate that. Appreciate the interest in the pod, and uh, yeah, more to come soon. Uh, I think our next guest, do we have any idea who our next guest is? <laughs> no, we don't. No, no, fantastic. Just quickly before we go, do we have a traveller from history, Owen? Um, yeah. Do we? No. Okay. Then. I missed it again, unfortunately. <laughs> I should really do a bit of homework before we do the pod. But anyway, yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It might come up. <laughs> well, we don't even have a guest lined up yet, so. <laughs> it might we'll just see. be a full episode of <laughs> Owen yeah. reading Wikipedia. If anyone wants to send me uh, examples of historic travellers they'd like me to look into that I can then <laughs> recite for the audience that listen to the podcast, please let us know because uh, it is a section that's apparently in high demand. Well, there's just a couple of lads that wanted it. Including you, yes. I think there's two people that want it and you're one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I fucked it then. I actually fucked it then. Sorry, that's about that. That was just a misstep on my... We'll keep going. Just one more. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow us on social media. I've got nothing, lads. Anyone want a brew? Like it. Yeah, that's perfect.